Hello and welcome to the Doula and Midwife podcast with me, Charlene Yarrowitz, founder of Relaxing to Birth Online Hypnobirthing and the virtual midwife, Karen Wilmot. Hello, ladies. Hello, hello. And before we continue, I'd really like to introduce our amazing guest this morning. We have Gail Friedman online with us today. And Gail has been a doula for over 14 years and has been an aromatherapist, reflexologist, and a member of Allied Health. And she has been doing all of this for 40 years. And she's just an amazing doula, an amazing friend, an amazing mother and daughter, and has helped so many women cross the threshold from being young women into being mothers. So we welcome her this morning, and we're going to chat all about aromatherapy and essential oils. So welcome, Gail. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be with you both. I appreciate it. Gail, can I ask you maybe to explain a little bit more about essential oils for our oh. listeners who perhaps aren't familiar with essential oils and how they're used and the benefit? Once I did my apprenticeship, I worked, I studied, um, I, I got an aromatherapy uh, certificate, and studied anatomy, physiology, all that kind of stuff, and then started teaching. I taught aromatherapy myself for 10 years. And in that time, we formed the Allied Health Practitioners Council of South Africa. So I've kind of treated the very conforming route of aromatherapy. Aromatherapy started with the Chinese, the Egyptians, where they embalmed bodies, and even the Bible. My mom actually was reading yesterday, because it's the Jewish New Year, how they made bombs of frankincense and cassia and used all the resins, um, you know, to bomb the body, to burn. If you look at the New Testament, when Christ was born, it was gold, frankincense and myrrh. So it's, it's, it's nothing new at all. And plants are nothing new. And then later on in Austria, but... 30, about 50 years ago, they started to introduce using the oils more now to use on the actual physical body. So I've got a lovely, and I'm going to read it just so that I give it to you very clearly. An essential oil is a concentrated, aromatic, kind of oily liquid. So it's not like a vegetable oil or a base oil. It's, it's more that's the hormone of the plant containing Volatile chemical compounds extracted from different parts of the plant, the leaves, the barks, the seeds, the flowers, and the peels. And they are obtained by expression, fermentation, effleurage, extraction, but all among the methods, steam distillation um, is the most one that, that actually is used to extract the, the essential oil from the plant. Okay, so it's not like where we make herbal tinctures, we're taking just the essential oil and then basically that is bottled. So it's a highly concentrated liquid that, you, that you're utilizing. Essential oils are made up of chemical compounds, um, phenols and um, ketones, which are, when they're broken down, are very dangerous and toxic to people who have got liver or kidney problems. They're made up of alcohols, esters, and... It's quite lovely when you learn about the um, chemistry of essential oils. They're basically made up of carbon, 
oxygen and hydrogen molecules. That's it. So those little molecules form in different patterns. And then just how do essential oils work? When you inhale them, there's about a thousand million little um, olfactory hairs that gets transmitted into an olfactory bulb, which then goes into the limbic system of your brain. And from the limbic system, the different essential oil uh, chemicals go and they stimulate different parts of the limbic system. So they'll go to the pituitary and they'll, and they'll then release the hormone of uh, serotonin or they go to the hypothalamus, to the RAF nucleus, to all the different parts of the um, limbic system. And then they release feelings of inflation, deflation, aphrodisiac, well-being. And that's how essential oils are really working. That's when they go through the nose, okay? And you depending smell- on which oil you use. Exactly. And depending on what the chemical compounds are in them. So they're like little enzymes that fit in and then release the, the hormone into the bloodstream. And then you get a reaction. The that's other way- That's very powerful. Yeah? That's very powerful. That's really very powerful. And I can yeah. see how beautifully it would work during pregnancy. And yet you can use all of these safely during this, this perinatal period. Okay, so coming back to Corin, does that explain a little bit about essential oils? Yeah, too? it does. I think it's really important just for our listeners who are not familiar with essential oils, knowing how they work and also the usage, how should we be using it? You know, what is the safe and effective way of using essential oils during pregnancy? And I think let's start with, you know, using essential oils during pregnancy. So which ones you would use and how you would use them. Okay, so the safest way for anyone is in a diffuser. Okay, so the safest way. That's where, as I said, in, in you know, in olden days, you used to use like a good old, a good old diffuser like that. You know what I mean? With your little salt crystals on and a candle. And that's how we used essential oils. Then there was lamps. Um, and now you've got your beautiful diffusers, so they're in liquid and you can buy them anywhere. So to have that in a room, even for a baby, a pregnant mom, because it's in a bigger space, it's not coming directly on you, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now which oils to use, and I'm just saying the ways of using them. Then the next way, if you're going to use and you want to use certain essential oils, rather use them in forms of herbal teas, because a herbal tea is just the plant in water. It's not extracting the hormone, okay? So herbal teas, and obviously I'm not going into that, but you're safe herbal teas. That's just by the way. Then if you're going to use them in the bath, a pregnant woman can put them in the bath because then she's got a whole tub of water, okay? So you've always got to have a base or something else. You usually advise, and even with a baby, you advise that you run the bath first and with a normal person who's not pregnant, they could put at least five, six drops in. Pregnant woman can put one or two drops in a baby, one drop in a whole bath. Okay, so that's in a bath of water. If you're inhaling it, if there's chest problems, bucket of, you know, a bottle of water and you're inhaling essential oils, there also just depends on baby pregnancy and if you, if just an average person. So my general advice with pregnancy, with babies and even postpartum is whatever dose, whatever recipe you're seeing 
you have to quarter the dose. Always use less, it's safer. Um, and, and as we know, the essential oils are strong, so they can, they can do what they have to do. So again, always use half your average, your average essential oil blend. So that's an oil bottle, that's 50 mils, okay? Now, normally you use, however many mils, you use half the amount of drops. So in a 50 mil, I would use an average of 20 drops of essential oil. Whether you're using five different kinds, you're using 20 drops. For a pregnant mom, I would use in a 20, in a, in a 50 mil there, I would use about, I'm just gonna say to be safe, five to seven drops. Can you see what I'm doing? I'm playing really safe. And with a baby, I would only use one to two drops in a whole bottle like that, okay? Yeah. Some babies may be fine, some babies, May, may not be fine. So, you know, watch, see how the baby reacts before you use essential oil. So I'm saying half to a quarter of essential oil. Um, just by the way, and in, of interest, a perfume, a perfume is usually made up of three quarters essential oil and the rest is alcohol. That's how you make a perfume. So they charge a huge amount for it, but because you're using a lot of essential oil. But so the next way to use it is in a base oil, okay? And that is, I advise a cold-pressed vegetable oil. Um, I use in my blend, um, I used to use almond, but almond can be an, an allerg allergic, and almonds, almonds are not that good when you have viruses around. So I use grapeseed, and grapeseed oil is an antioxidant. And then a beautiful oil, which I blend with that is jojoba, jojoba oil, because it's soft, it preserves the oils, and then you put your essential oils in. Um, a lot of them um, use co fractionated coconut oil, as long as the fractionation process is as natural as possible, and preferably try and stay cold-pressed vegetables. That's another way, you must use it in a good, a good base oil, which obviously moisturizes, and when you're doing a massage, you've got to use an oil because cream doesn't go well into the skin. So when you say, like you had that bottle and you said you wouldn't use more than seven to 10 drops for a pregnant woman. Essential um, oil. Yes. Actual pure essential oil. And those seven to 10 drops would be used in a carrier oil or those would be seven to 10 drops in a bathtub. No, so, I would use this in a bathtub. I'll use about five drops in a bathtub. Yeah. Okay. So seven to 10 drops in a carrier oil for a massage. Is that what you're saying? Correct. If we're okay. a pregnant. Yeah. And, and some people might, err. I am saying be cautious. And that is why you need to have some physiological anatomical training or take a case study. So Somebody can, but, but I know people can buy oils on a shelf, you know, um, and they can go home and use it. But we don't know what their physical ailments could be that could offset a reaction. That is where you have to be cautious. So are there any oils that uh, moms could buy off the shelf and use safely? Or would yeah. you recommend that all oils um, need no. to be done in conjunction with Someone no, who understands them. So which ones are the safe ones that they could use? I'm going to give you one more form of, of, um, scent of, of essential oils being distributed, and that's in a, in, in a water base. Okay, so in water, and you'll, 
you probably can't see, but essential oils don't really dissolve in water. So most of your products with water and essential oils are using another chemical to help break down the essential oil so that it will dissolve. And water is very safe because you would put it in and what you can do is you can just spray it around the person or around the room like that. It's very safe to use that. So that's your essential oil, same story, 50 moles, seven drops, and you're just putting it in. And it's a nice way of dispersing it. When I arrive at a hospital, the first thing that I do is I spray the whole room, first of all, straight away with, with the spray. And after I've done a treatment, spray the mom as well. So it's a nice way, it's a safe way, and it's just sort of going into the atmosphere, but you can also spray it around you. So that's just another way. So just, I think those are the, I think I've covered the general, your diffuser, your bath, your oils, um, that those are the ways that you can um, disperse the essential oils, okay? Um, I think that actually the point that you made about adding it to water that doesn't really mix is probably speaks to why we shouldn't be ingesting it. Interesting, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. again, as I said to you, just because it's a good quality, doesn't mean that it's safe to ingest. I mean, that's the story of the line. It's the best quality, they're organic, therefore it's, it, it's almost like my gut is that it's even stronger and more pure, <laughs> be, cool, be more careful. You know, you can get the effects of these oils in other ways. Now coming to essential oils. Okay, so the one oil, and I'm coming from my learning, another aromatherapist may talk differently, but I'm just giving you like a general. So the safest oil, some don't agree with me for pregnancy, but again, I'm giving you my view, is good old lavender. Okay, so good old lavender is safe. It's one oil that can be dotted on the skin for bites and burns. In fact, that's how the use of essential oils was found in a laboratory with a aromatherapist called Gatfoss. He plunged his hand into essential oil of lavender and he didn't have any, it, it really helped him with his burn. First trimester, for the first three months, just, just go with vegetable oils and stay away from everything, okay? It's fine to burn essential oils in the background, that's fine, but don't immerse them on your body or bath in them in the first three months. After that, it's a lot safer. And I tell everybody the safest oils to use in pregnancy are citrus oils. Okay, so I'm talking lemon, I'm talking orange, I'm talking grapefruit, I'm talking neroli. So those oils, they're fresh, they're light, they're uplifting, and they're totally safe to use during pregnancy for most, you know, for most. Again, I'm saying that for most because we don't know. We don't know, you know, some, some people may react badly. So it just shows you how we need to be gentle and careful with, with, with certain things. Essential oils are divided into, into base, medium, and top notes. So essential oils a bit, work a bit like music. So your base notes are your thick grounding oils, like sandalwood, like fetiver, um, oils that sort of slow the body down. Um, and then a lot of your, your flowers like jasmine and lang lang, those oils are 
heavier oils. And then you get middle note oils, which are mostly digestive. A lot of your herbal oils, your basil, your bergamot, your citruses, they all fit into that sort of range of middle. And then you get your top notes, which are your highly stimulating oils. And that would be peppermint and rosemary and grapefruit. I'm talking about everyday oils. I'm not talking about oils that are more sort of that you do have to be cautious with. And you asked a question earlier, there are toxic oils. Yeah. And there's lists of toxic oils. You can Google them oils that you shouldn't use at all on, 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 on human, on people. Okay. So besides your notes, they fit into flowers, herbs, trees, resins, and the rinds of the fruits from fruits. So essentials are also in different categories and they're also in different families as well. So coming back to um, pregnancy, so I'm generalizing here again, your, your lavender, your citrus oils. If the mom is sick and she's not well, like even now with COVID, she can burn tea tree and she can burn eucalyptus in the environment, whether she's, or she can diffuse it. I'm, I'm used to burning essentials. She can diffuse it in the atmosphere. She can maybe use a spray. Um, and then once you get closer to third trimester and once you're starting to look at labor, you're looking at now starting to introduce your geranium, which is very balancing, hormonal balancing, rosewood, which is a beautiful tree, rose tree combination, um, neroli, which is the flowers of the orange. Moving more into labor, jasmine, your flowers. Lang Lang, I think I mentioned earlier. Um, the, I know the midwives have all got geranium and geranium is a balancer. It brings you right into your balance and it brings you right into your belly as well. In, in labor, the other oils that I use is I love lemongrass because it's this lemony grass and what I do with women in labor, because I don't take a diffuser in, I've got a Himalayan crystal lamp and I often put the essential oils on there. And then I just rub the oils on my own hands and I just dab it all around her bed or I'll dab a little bit on her hair or on her clothing. And they don't last long like that. So in labor, the beginning of labor, you would be wanting to use your relaxing deep oils, your geraniums, your Lang Lang, your rose, your neroli, um, that's what you want to relax it, to bring the oxytocin in. And then when she starts to get tired and that point where everybody gets tired and I can't do this, and then I bring in lemon and I bring in grapefruit and I bring in rosemary to just uplift everyone. The team, sometimes even the, the, the doctor as she's pushing to just uplift everyone to give her that energy just to, to push. And then post-birth, if I go to the home, there again, your rose, your jasmine, your geranium, to just help her to come back down again. And then a very important, oh, I'm only mentioning now, but the best mom baby oil there is, is chamomile. So chamomile tea, chamomile can be used on the baby. It has a subtle calming effect so jasmine will relax you deeply rose will relax you deeply chamomile is subtle it just like subtly relaxes the nervous system so i say to the moms everything in chamomile form whether you're taking 
chamomile, homeopathic remedies, chamomile tea, chamomile essentials, chamomile um, flowers. You know, it, it's a beautiful balancing um, oil for um, for moms. Yeah. What about um, clary sage oil? Because you always hear that that's a really good oil for labor. Yes, the clary sage definitely works. On, it is, and thank you for reminding me of it. Clary sage works on the brain. I think. My issue with clary sage is I don't really like the smell. <laughs> so although in the whole birthing field, everyone's clary sage, clary sage, I almost go more with geranium. You see, so it's just my personal, but clary has got like a heavy grounding. And when you smell it, it's, it kind of just centers the brain. Um, they also use clary sage when people are trying to overcome addiction. So it, it's like a comminative. I almost prefer sage itself, the, you know, the, the, the family of, because uh, they're the same family, but sage is super strong and it's, it's, it's got high ketones in it. So you'd have to be careful with sage. So clary sage is like the, the, the better version of it. I've used clary sage when there's been excessive bleeding. Oh, that, okay. Interesting. It's been, yeah. It's been very, very um, effective. Did you lift them off? Yeah, no, I put it on her um, inner ankles, you know, the... Okay, you mm -hmm. dabbed it on her ankles. Dabbed it on her wrists and her ankles when there was a lot of that's bleeding. It. You see, so, like, that's what Terry Sage does. I think it just brings everything together, almost. Mm -hmm. It has that effect of bringing... Uh, and then having said that, you know, then we talk about blends. So if Clary Sage is for me too heavy, then you either add an oil like lavender, which will lift it, or you add an oil like sandalwood, which will ground it. And that's how you start working with blends. You, you know, you add things to do what you want to with them. When I first studied, we were always taught to put a middle, a base and a top note in every oil. But that, I don't think I really use that. And you should have an average of about four, you can use about four essential oils per blend because, and that's what we call synergy. So you put them, you take the separate, you put them together and then they create their own. And that's where essential oils are so beautiful. They create their own aroma as well. And the other oil, frankincense. That's probably my favorite oil there is. Because again, it's spiritually purify, purifying. It's in churches, in all in the ancients as well. Um, and it just, it just it has a healing, calming, um, it holds you frankincense so that's a beautiful and it's I believe it's safe in pregnancy safe for babies and it's safe for for um for labor and after as well you used it a lot when I lived in the Middle East yeah. not surprisingly because obviously there's so much there and it was very common to use during labor especially for a laboring at home we would just have it burning all over it was beautiful exactly it's so such nice. a beautiful yeah so your other one sandalwood we, 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 we can't really get sandalwood anymore. So the cheaper ver version of sandalwood is cedarwood. And sandalwood is nice for the men because it's not too flowery and it grounds everybody. But you could like add sandalwood with geranium, you know, to flower and ground it as well. So in pregnancy and in postpartum, you want them to be very gentle oils and very dilute, right? Correct. So so yes. chamomile, lavender, in pregnancy and in and in postpartum, as well as citrus oil. 
Correct. Right. Yes. And then in, in labor, you've got, you've got flower oil to help bring you down and relax you and stimulate oxytocin and endorphins. Yes. Flower oil. And then you've got citrus oils to wake you up and revive and uh, revitalize and energize you for pushing or Correct. for just energizing right. if you're Absolutely. for a caesar. So like, um, and lightening the mood, I suppose. Huh? And then you've got your herbal oil, like clary sage or something more grounding and earthy for pushing. Is that what you're saying? Or just for that time, like at birth, the birthing time? I think when you want to bring the clary sage, when you want to bring the mother into herself, you know, um, then you would use the clary. And then I would add to what you're saying, the, the resins and the woody ones, like your sandalwood, your rosewood, your your um, your cedarwood, your woody ones are also grafting yeah. flowers. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You, you said that they shouldn't be using any essential oils in the first trimester. Would there be anyone that would be safe and that would be recommended, especially for those moms who are experiencing a lot of morning sickness? And So morning sickness, I would sniff ginger and I would sniff cinnamon. You know, I'd make like, a, I'd just have a little bottle on a tissue and I would, I'd sniff them because you're still going to get that whole effect. But something like ginger and cinnamon are very strong. They can, they're actually burning on the skin. So you can sniff them and lemon. Corin lemon would be lemon would be great also. To, but when you say ginger, cinnamon, and lemon, are you speaking about actual ginger, actual lemon, actual cinnamon, or the oils? Do so it, no. It, so actual le lemon, actual you could put in hot water and drink. Okay, so you could put those three and you could sip that. But as an essential oil to just sniff them. The lemon is the lemon is safe. So the lemon is all right. Um, but I, I think in that time to just, you, you could make a little bottle where she could mix lemon, um, ginger and cinnamon or one of all of those and she could just sniff it for nausea. Thank you so much, Gail. You've covered pregnancy, labor, birth and the postpartum with tips for oils. That was, that was absolutely perfect. So thank you so much for joining us today and giving us so much information. I think we kind of have to go through it and sift it and, yeah. and whatever, because there's a lot to learn. And I think for me, the takeaway and probably for the listeners as well is how important it is to, to read up a little bit more before just diving in and thinking, hey, I'm going to use some essential oils, you know, understanding the mode of action, how it works and how to use them safely and effectively, especially, you know, the whole thing that it's actually working on the olfactory nerves. That's yeah. what we are working with. You are. And, and that it's pleasant and, and it is, it's meant to be. When we have that, when we get an essential oil, we open it up and we take a nice deep breath. It feels pleasant and notice how it feels in your body and notice how your body changes in response to that. Because it is going through those olfactory nerves and stimulating different areas of the brain. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what, that is ultimately, and now we, we've got to be cautious that we're not putting... We, we're not overtaxing the liver, the kidneys, and the body with essential oils, you know. Um, so again, my opinion, my views, and I love essential oils, and I, I, and I want everybody to be using them too. So thank you so much. Radio. I hope that all the moms found that very helpful and useful this morning. 
I think it's so helpful to know what oils are safe to use in pregnancy and in labor and in birth, and especially in the postpartum with your newborn baby, because for them, it's a brand new world already. You don't want to be overwhelming their senses with too many essential oils. So really just a gentle approach. And that's really what my taking was from what Gail said is really a gentle and very measured approach to what oils you select for those different phases. I think for me too, you know, everything in moderation, that's how it should be. And especially for newborns, because their world is sensory. That's it. They are relying on their senses for everything that's happening. So we don't want to overwhelm their senses. And we also don't want to mask the scent of mom and mother and breast milk. That's you know, so that true. is the most important scent that, that we want for them to have. So use the essential oil sparingly and in a way that enhances everything that's happening during pregnancy, during birth, and specifically in the postpartum period, both for you and for the baby. A lot of information there, and um, I certainly learned a lot. I hope everybody else did and that you enjoyed that. And we will put some, some little tips for you in the show notes so that you've got some guidelines and you know where to look for more information and also how you can get hold of Gail if you would like to find out directly from her or work directly with her to get the right oils for you as opposed to just going and buying some off the shelf yes i've got lots of information i'll add to the show notes and don't forget to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and anyone who's pregnant and don't forget that we have this amazing whatsapp group for moms that really is a space where they can connect and ask their questions around anything to do with this whole motherhood period and we also have a motherhood group that the moms are joining after they've had their babies which is when the questions really explode because this things have really got real once you have your baby <laughs> so, yes brand new chapter so thank you so much karen and we'll see you next week see you next week